When you see a Christian movie on the screen or at home when you stream it with your family, you probably don't think about what happened on the set behind the scenes. Well, we're going to take a sneak peek behind the scenes, as it were, with Kevin Bourne, one of the co-founders of Set Shepherds, which provides a Christian influence through in-person discipleship and devotionals on the set of Christian movies. I'm Adam McManus in for Kevin Swanson on this edition of Generations Radio. Kevin, you didn't find yourself in the Christian film industry overnight. It happened in kind of a God-ordained way of sorts. Back on December 15th, 2021, you were a colonel in the U.S. Army. You had already served under President Trump in Washington, D.C., at the Chiefs of Staff office, they ultimately gave the Army, as they did the other military branches, a deadline to get the COVID shot. It was December 15th, 2021. What was your reaction when that mandate came down? You're right. I did find myself in a bit of a quandary in December of 2021 because I had sought a request for a medical exemption to the COVID shot due to some life-threatening medical contraindications that I had to the shot based off of blood tests that were done by my doctors. I had eight doctors that had advised me, do not get the shot because you have a very high risk of a life-threatening reaction to it. So I submitted that documentation to the Army through the appropriate channels to get up to the Surgeon General of the United States Army, and it was subsequently denied. And I was told I either had to get the shot or submit a early retirement from the military because I had already been on active duty for uh, 25 years at that point. This was a no-brainer for me. I wasn't going to put my life at risk. So sadly, I had to make the decision to submit a voluntary retirement packet and uh, was subsequently separated from the military in a very short period of time after that. Separated is a politically correct term of being fired. That's correct. <laughs> so so yeah. on October 1st, 2022, you'd been fired by the Army. Now, looking around, you had been, frankly, on track to possibly becoming a general, hadn't you? Yes, that's correct. I was in the line to go off and command a significant-sized organization called a brigade and as a colonel, and it was a high honor to be selected for that kind of a role. But uh, as only the Lord can do, he orchestrated my circumstances differently. I was summarily forced out of the military early and uh, was not able to take that command my career in the United States Army was over. Brady, your teenage son, who now I believe is about 17 years old, had an interest in film that probably predated you, didn't it? Yeah, actually, uh, he's the reason that I find myself in the film industry now, because as you know, as a father, we love to be interested in the things that our kids are interested in. Brady actually just turned 18 in December, but uh, my son was interested in Legos and started toying with the Lego stop motion videos where you kind of, you know, take film snapshots of these Legos moving and then you put them all together and it looks like the Lego pieces are moving across the screen, kind of like the Lego movie that is pretty popular out there. So he was making these little Lego stop motion films. As his interest grew in film, we had opportunities to take him to several different film camps or guilds. And one of those was out in New York with a wonderful ministry called Lamplighter. In the context of that, I was with him at that guild in the summer of 2020. 
at the end of the week, the master filmmaker instructor, his name is Aaron Burns, also a director and producer in the Christian film industry. He had come to me and said, you know, Kevin, your son is very, very talented. He's been gifted clearly by God with an eye for cinematography. And I think you should cultivate his interest. Being an active duty army officer, I didn't really know much about film. And I thought, okay, well, you've got my interest. You're a guy who's in this. And if you're saying my son's good, that's great. What do I need to do? And he said, well, what I'd like you to do is bring your son onto a film set that I'm going to be working on in the fall. He'll be able to observe what happens on a movie set. And so I said, well, hey, that sounds great. He says, but there's one condition. I love your passion for the Lord. And I would love for you to share a morning devotional with our cast and crew before we start filming for the day. And I thought, well, that's an easy payment. I'll be happy to do a morning devotional for the cast and crew. And so we found ourselves subsequently down in Georgia, and it ended up being the Kendrick Brothers movie Life Mark, where uh, Aaron Burns was one of the producers for the movie. We found ourselves on that set. God just started orchestrating some really neat friendships and partnerships with several of the guys in that environment. Unbeknownst to me, the Lord was actually laying down the tracks for what was going to be my eventual career after the military. For those not familiar with Life Mark, how would you summarize that true story in a sentence? A young teenage unwed mother finding herself with a very consequential decision about whether to follow through on an abortion. She is prompted by the Lord to come off the abortion table and save her son's life. What ensues is a real life story of what happened. And the movie Life Mark captures the entire thing in a very cinematic and feature film way. Kirk Cameron plays a role in that movie as well. He plays the adoptive father. When you were preparing for the devotional for that Life Mark set, how did you pick a specific theme to speak on? I wasn't really sure exactly what I could possibly say to filmmakers that would be of any interest to them or even relevant to them. So I just started praying for those months leading up to that. We were there for three or four days and I did one of the morning devotionals. And so in my preparation for it, I just asked the Lord, God, these are your people. What do you want me to communicate to them? What is it that they need to hear? I was doing it the second day we were there. So the first day was my first time ever being on a film set. And as I walked around and just observed what was happening in the filming of this, it was very clear to me that this was extremely similar to a complex military operation. The only difference was we didn't have real bullets flying around. But otherwise, you have a lot of synchronization, a lot of logistics, a lot of planning. You're finding locations. People are tired. There's a lot of stress. There's some confusion. There's some chaos. A movie set, there's just a ton of moving parts. And it reminded me, just like I had been on a deployment with the United States Army, the Lord really put on my heart this idea of how each one of them needs to be prepared in life to wield what I call the spiritual RPG. An RPG is a rocket-propelled grenade, and our our enemies out in combat use them very skillfully against us. They're very devastating weapons. But one morning, I was doing a quiet time, and the Lord really impressed on me as I was reading in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. It says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and give thanks in all circumstances. And that's RPG. Rejoice, pray, give thanks. So the Lord just put on my heart, that we should be wielding our spiritual RPG every single day. And so I shared that with the cast and crew. They were deeply impacted by this. In fact, there were several ladies that started a prayer group after that, and they called themselves the RPG girls. And they just said, you know, we want to make sure that we're praying early and often, because this is a very powerful weapon the Lord has given us. So it really spoke to their hearts, and Kurt Cameron was on the set, along with the Kendrick brothers and many others. 
and they had just told me that really it had impacted them deeply, I realized that no matter where we go, God's truth, whatever environment you find yourself in, God's truth is unchanging, and it impacts people right where they are. On a Christian film set, is every primary actor a Christian? Generally, the way I've seen the Kendrick brothers work is they're very passionate about making sure that if you're a person who's going to play a Christian part, then in order for that to be authentic, you know, that person needs to really know the Lord. But what you find a lot of times with crew members and even some of the maybe the secondary cast members is, you know, we're doing a hiring process. People are interviewing for the positions and we're selecting people that are very skilled in their profession. And then we use that as a mission field while we're on the film set, just knowing that there are going to be believers and unbelievers alike. And we're going to treat everybody with dignity and respect. We're going to love people. We're going to love them like Jesus. It's a great opportunity to share the love of Christ and for them to see that lived out on a movie set. When we return from a quick break, I'm going to ask Kevin Boren, co-founder of Set Shepherds, to share some stories from his experience on the set of Birthright Outlaw, a Christian Western. I'm Adam McManus, in for Kevin Swanson, on this edition of Generations Radio. Hello, my friends. For the last 15 years, the Generations team has produced a Christian curriculum specifically for families who want to give their children a God-centered, Bible-saturated, biblical worldview-based education. Our commitment is to restore the Christian faith, generational faith in an age where we are losing faith in this country and almost anywhere around the world where Christian children attend secular schools or use secular curriculum and imbibe secular culture. Now, we're not relying on the pre-Christian Greeks for an educational model here. We're not relying on the post-Christian secularists for the education model either. Our curriculum is based in a biblical worldview. We put hundreds of Bible verses in the history books and integrate the truths into the subjects. We want to glorify God on every page of the science books. We immediately integrate knowledge into life application and natural revelation with special revelation. We keep Christ at the very center of the history books with preparing the world for Jesus and taking the world for Jesus. I believe God is calling this generation in this highly secularized age to a radical change in how they disciple their children. Please check out our program for education of your children and grandchildren at www.generations.org. Welcome back to Generations Radio. I'm Adam McManus, in for Kevin Swanson. We continue now with Kevin Boren, co-founder of Set Shepherds, a Christian nonprofit ministry that is a blessing to those on the set, cast and crew alike, of Christian films. You have worked on the sets of Birthright Outlaw, a Christian Western, The Forge, is the new one that you just completed for the Kendrick Brothers that'll come out August of 2024, and of course, your own son's film, Ember. Tell me about how on Birthright Outlaw, you had the unique blessing of introducing one actor to Jesus Christ. This was one of the most exhilarating experiences right out of the gate. I had just left the United States Army, and I'm standing in Columbus, Georgia, on the set of Birthright Outlaw. Incidentally, in the same exact spot I was standing 
about 18 months earlier to give that morning devotional on LifeMark, which I thought I was going to be only there one time and then I'd be a colonel in the army for a long time. And now I find myself as a retired colonel and standing in this spot as a co-producer and a set chaplain. While I was there, I would introduce myself to every member of the cast and crew. And this is what I would say. I'd walk up to them. I'd shake their hand. I'd say, hi, my name is Kevin Boren. I have the honor of serving you in two roles. One is the co-producer. So I'm here to help put out fires and solve problems and handle different issues that come up on the set with respect to logistics and supply and executing things and finding locations. But also, I get the privilege of serving as your chaplain. In that capacity, it's my desire to make sure you feel loved, honored, valued, respected, and treasured as the amazing man or woman that God has made you to be. So I said that to one of our actors, and he's been in Hollywood for 40 years. As soon as I said that to him, he stopped, he looked right in my eyes, and he leaned in and he said, that's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. Mm. I had no idea that there was somebody here who had that role. Where did that come from? And I said, well, our director, Aaron Burns, is very passionate about making sure that we don't just make a movie, but that we see every life transformed in the process. And he wants to make sure that you guys are all cared for. And so he knows that as a director, he has to focus on getting this movie made. So he brought me on the team to fill the unique role of making sure that every member of our team is personally cared for. And I get that privilege to care for you. And he says, I've never heard about this before. That's crazy. Hmm. And I said, well, you know, as far as I know, it doesn't exist. He got the idea from the Kendrick brothers and the way that they operate their sets, but he wanted to take it one further and bring somebody on who is wearing two hats at the co-producer level. So you're working at the executive leadership level of the team. And he wanted to leverage my 30 years of military experience to help for the good of that film set. But then he also knows my love for the Lord and my desire to pour into other people. So he wanted me to wear both of those hats. And I'm telling this to this actor, and he's just befuddled by it. He couldn't Mm. believe that there was anything like this. So unbeknownst to me, the Lord was going to use this particular interaction in one of the most dramatic ways that I've ever witnessed. And this was, again, my first experience in film outside of the military. And I just could not believe how gracious God was to give me this kind of an experience. So this gentleman finds himself a week later with an old bullet wound that he had had from Vietnam. It was surfacing and causing some major problems in his intestines. So we had to rush him to the emergency room. And while we're in the hospital, remember, we had been with him for a week and he had heard me praying over people. I had been praying over him throughout the week before he would do any of the scenes and just interacting with him. He's seeing all these other believers, just loving him to Christ. And he did tell me that first day, he said, Kevin, I appreciate you, but I just want you to know I'll never read a Bible. Oh. And I just kind of smiled. And I just kind of <laughs> smiled. And I said, I said, you know, I love it when people tell God they're not going to do something. I said, but that's okay. I said, it's no big deal. I'm still going to be here for you. I love you. I just continued to love him and care for him. And now I find myself in the hospital with him. One of the doctors comes in and says, sir, you're going to have to have surgery. We're going to have to keep you here for a couple of days. And he looks right at the doctor and he says, no, I will not get a surgery. We are making a movie. And this is the most important movie I've ever made. He had told me earlier in the week, he said, Kevin, I've made a bunch of movies and I'm not proud of them. I don't want my kids to watch them. I don't want my grandkids to watch them. This is the first movie I'm proud of. Mm. He said, I love this story and it's so uplifting and it's so encouraging. And he goes, and I'm actually getting to play a good guy. They always cast me as a bad guy. And in this one, I get to play a good guy. 
He said, and this is just such a joy for me. And so now we're sitting in that hospital room. He tells the doctor that he's not getting a surgery. And the doctor says, look, sir, I've been doing this for over 20 years. I've never seen a injury like this resolve on its own without surgery. You're going to have to have surgery. And he says, no, because if I get surgery, then we're not going to be able to shoot this film. God wants this film to be made. And then he looks over at me and he says, and this guy has the direct line to God and he hears him. And now this is an atheist. No he pressure. told me he was an atheist. And I was just smiling. I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm going to definitely need you to, to come through on this. There's nothing I can possibly do to fabricate anything in this situation. So Lord, I just asked for your grace in it. The doctors left and we were talking. They come in the next morning to do the surgery. They've got these x-rays. The nurse just came out and she said, I can't believe this. So she went and got the doctors. They said, we've never seen this in 20 years of doing medical practice, but you're discharged, you're released, you can go. He said, I knew it. I knew that God could do a miracle. We were all just sitting there rejoicing. And I could not believe that this man who was a professing atheist had such faith to say, I don't know God, but this guy knows God and God hears him. And I, so I've now had the opportunity over the course of the last year to spend time with this man over the phone and uh, through email and text messages, just encouraging him. On the last day of Birthright Outlaw, we actually signed a Bible and presented it to him mm. right before he filmed his last scene. And he looked at me with tears streaming down his face and he said, why would you do this? And I said, well, I figured the best gift I could give you would be God's word because it'll point you to the only hope you're ever going to have. And he said, I will treasure this. And he now he sends me text messages telling me that he reads his Bible every day and he won't go to any movie set without it. Mm. It's just a phenomenal story of how when a, a people are truly fervent in their prayers and praying and loving people like Christ, how a life can be changed. And uh, this man's life has changed. And yet he had said he would never read a Bible. <laughs> That's right. And I remind him of that often, by the way. <laughs> I say, hey, I remember you weren't going to read a Bible. He says, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm reading the Bible. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Kevin Bourne, my guest, co-founder of Set Shepherds. You can learn more at their website, setshepherds.com. That's setshepherds.com. There was one other story I wanted you to tell from Birthright Outlaw, this Christian Western about a homeless man named William. Fill us in. We don't just want to make a movie. We want to see lives transformed in the process. What God started showing me on the set of Birthright Outlaw is in God's view of the world, seeing every life transformed, in my mind, in my limited scope, I'm thinking the cast and crew, and God is saying, no, there's lives in this community that you guys are touching just by your presence. And so we shot two weeks down in Tucson, Arizona, Benson, Arizona, actually, more specifically. And while we were down there, the hotel where our crew members were staying was right by an underpass. All of the crew members had to turn at this underpass, and there was a homeless man standing on the corner and one of our crew members just felt so compelled by the Holy Spirit one day to stop, park his car, get out and introduce himself. Our crew member's name is Mike. Mike goes out and he starts talking to this man, finds out his name is William, starts to learn his story. The man is you know, in his 70s. He's just lost his job and he's now living under this bridge. And it's, you know, this is we're talking about November, December in Arizona in the desert. So it gets really cold at night in the desert. And this man's living under a bridge. He just starts ministering to this man and says, look, we're going to get you a hotel room. Mike comes and talks to me, our crew member, and he says, hey, Kevin, tells me about William. He says, hey, could we get the crew to maybe donate some money? I'd like to you know, put him up in a hotel, buy him some food, and let's try to see if we can get him some housing because he just lost his Social Security benefits and he's trying to get them restored. 
we end up collecting money from the crew. They were very generous. Mike went out, did a bunch of shopping, got all sorts of good healthy food for William. We put him up in a hotel for a month. And in the process, Mike is witnessing to him and sharing the gospel with this man. And he keeps, you know, shaking his head and saying, no, you know, I've done too many things in my life. God couldn't forgive me. And Mike just continued to be persistent in sharing Christ's love with him, telling him to repent and to believe. He ended up filming a video for us, William did, on Mike's phone. And so Mike shared that video with our cast and crew, just as William gave his life to Christ. As only God can do, it was a few months later that uh, William went to be with the Lord. He did not make it. He had some, he was going to get dialysis, was having some kidney failure and some other issues with his body, but he was in the hospital and Mike was just so faithful to reach out to him. But Mike told me, he said, you know, Kevin, the environment that's been created on this film set where we have a heavenward view of being an influence and a light in the world around us, he says, that's what actually inspired me to reach out to William as I you know, was seeing that we, we need to not just minister to our cast and crew, but we've been planted in this community. Even if it was only for a couple of weeks, God wants to use us to be his hands and feet in this community. I just think what God did so graciously was showed me, Kevin, when we talk about seeing lives transformed in the process, it's not just the cast and crew, it's your community as well. So be looking for those opportunities because God is always working and we get to join him in that. And what a great reminder for all of us. Uh, 99.9% of us will never be on a Christian film set, much less have an opportunity to be a a chaplain or a a Christian ministry influence on a film set. But we have been placed wherever we might be in our families and our communities. And we are called to be the light and the salt that Matthew five calls us to. So a great, great application point. Birthright Outlaw, when will that be available, either in the theaters or via streaming? Last fall, Great American Movies and Pure Flix joined together, and now they have renamed it Great American Pure Flix. You can still go to pureflix.com, and that's where you'll see all of these movies. Birthright Outlaw is on there. It was released in October of 2023. The Forge is, as we mentioned, the latest movie that will come out August of 2024 by the Kendrick Brothers. This one focused on discipleship. What was it like to be part of the set shepherds ministering to the cast and the crew of The Forge? You know, Adam, this was really a dream come true. It was a dream I didn't even know I had. But once I was there, I just realized God in his providence had very meticulously ordered my steps to bring me into a place where here I am standing with guys that I have such respect and admiration for. The Kendrick brothers are just the most amazing men that I've gotten to walk with in so many years, just incredible guys who love the Lord. And they asked me to come on as a co-producer and as a set chaplain for uh, The Forge, which is a movie about discipleship. And they had asked me what I was passionate about. And I said, I'm passionate about discipleship. And they said, well, that's good because we're going to make a movie about that. We'd love to have you on the team. The Lord brought us into Georgia for six months where we got to serve alongside an amazing team and get to minister to them and make a movie that is, I think, going to be probably the best one that the Kendrick brothers have made. This is their eighth feature film, and it is an incredible story of what life-on-life discipleship looks like. One of our hopes for this movie is that churches and families will watch this, and so many men, I think, are stirred in their spirit to want to be either discipled or to disciple someone, but they don't know what it looks like because they've never had it. And our hope is that one of the outcomes from this movie 
is people will be able to see in real time in a feature film what life on life discipleship looks like as it's played out on the screen and that they'll be equipped then to know what at least they're looking for. And then we can really kind of reignite this model that Jesus gave us and reignite that in the church of what it looks to walk with people, teaching them what the scriptures say and how to live them out, how to you know, confess your sins to one another, how to lead your family, how to love your wife, you know, how to live in community with the body of Christ. Second Timothy 2, 2 comes to mind, and the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. It's the whole idea of spiritual multiplication, isn't it? It really is. And then another one in Luke 9, Jesus says something startling when he's talking to his disciples. In Luke 9, verse 23, he says, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself take up his cross daily and follow me. So when you take that verse and then the one you referenced in 2 Timothy 2.2, and you put these together and you say, okay, I need to dis- deny myself, take up my cross daily, following Jesus. And you know, we really fleshed that out with our team when we were making the movie The Forge. This idea of taking up our cross means something's going to die. Anything that gets in the way of your relationship with the Lord has got to die. Those are things we've got to set aside. The old man is put off and the new man is put on, and we need to walk in that victory by the power of the Spirit who indwells us. The way we're supposed to be doing this is not only by our personal pursuit of the Lord and spending time in His Word and with the corporate fellowship of the saints on Sundays at church, but also when we're walking with first our children and raising them in the truth, and then within the workplace when we're ministering to those around us and we're finding those other people that want to grow in their faith and we're coming alongside them to teach them the ways of the Lord, just like our Savior did, Jesus, when he was walking with his disciples. It just is very exciting to be a part of something where we're looking at what Jesus did, this perfect example for us, and saying, you know what, maybe we've gotten distracted over the years in looking at all these different programs and all these different distractions around us, and we need to get back to the basics of walking in obedience to what God has called us to do in His Word. Tell us about the time on the set of The Forge, this new Kendrick Brothers film, where you ministered to the son of a community leader. So we had invited one of our community leaders just to come visit the set. This was someone who had done a lot of work to help us getting some locations within the city there in Albany, Georgia, and just being able to have access to some of the key things that we needed and key relationships in order to make the movie. So we had her come onto the set, and I was showing her just a short couple clips of the movie that we had already filmed. As soon as it was done, I looked away from the screen and I looked at her and she just had tears streaming down her face. And she said, Kevin, you have no idea how important this movie is. She said, I, I, can I share something with you? And I said, please. And she said, well, we have this tragedy in my family, and my son has been grieving from this tragedy for so many years. He's been isolated. And she said, um, and he just hasn't been able to forgive himself for, for something that had happened. I don't know what to do. And, you know, I'm a single mom, and he, so he doesn't have a dad in his life. And I just don't know how to shepherd him through this. You know, he's 20 years old, and, I, and I'm just trying to help him. Right then, I just felt prompted by the Holy Spirit. I said, he's here in town. Is there any way he can come visit the set? I would love to meet him. And her eyes lit up and she said, oh, I would love that. Let me see if he can come. He came to the set when he got off work in the afternoon. And it just so happened we were filming the scene where this young man 
in the movie, his name is Isaiah. He's a 19-year-old young man who's being discipled, and he's now in this gathering of godly men. It's a discipleship group of men, and they're called The Forge. That's where the name of the movie comes from. And this young man is being welcomed into it. We're kind of in the other room watching this scene being filmed, and I'm sitting with this young man. When the scene was over, I looked at him, and I said, so what do you think? And he says, I've never seen anything like that before. I said, is that something you'd like? And he said, I don't have any, you know, godly men in my life that would ever even do anything like that. And right then I just felt like the Lord was prompting me to be that man for him. So I asked him if we could meet for breakfast on Saturday morning, just a couple of days later, so we could talk through, you know, what was going on in his heart. And he just lit up and he said, yes, I would love that. It was really impactful for me to see how God was putting me in a relationship right there with a young man where we're making a movie about discipleship. And now I'm going to have an opportunity to disciple this young man and show him what the love of the father looks like since he didn't have a father in his life. His mother ended up coming to me later on and just saying she could not believe what a gift it was that God had brought us there to make this movie. And then now her son's life was being transformed. But I will tell you, Adam, that the reason that I believe God put it in my heart was because of what I had seen on Birthright Outlaw with William, the homeless man. God impressing on me, Kevin, you're not just there to serve the cast and crew, you're gonna serve the community as well. Mm. And so for God to give me another opportunity like that was just very gracious and kind of the Lord. Kevin Bourne's been my guest, co-founder of Set Shepherds. You can learn more at the website, setshepherds.com. Thanks for your time today. Thank you so much, Adam. I really appreciate the opportunity. God bless you. I'd love to get your feedback about my conversation today with Kevin Bourne. You can email me at adam at theworldview.com. That's adam at theworldview.com. I'm Adam McManus in for Kevin Swanson as we lay down a vision for the next generation.